Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. We have Adam back with us again this week. We've got our main man, Gareth, very smug Eagles fan on as well. A heartbroken Steeler here. A heartbroken Adam with the Packers result. We were going to have Byron on as well, who's a Bills fan. It had been, been too much. It had been two against two. It could have been crazy. And it's already gone crazy. We should have started this show half an hour because the NFL is popping off. It is trade deadline day over in the States. It's like what midday in some places. They're just waking up in some places. It's been a crazy few days. We thought the Christian McCaffrey trade was mental. Today, we've had Roquan Smith uh, traded to the Baltimore Ravens. We've had TJ Hawkinson going from the Lions to the Vikings. In the last half an hour, we've had Chase Claypool from the Steelers going to the Bears. We've had the Steelers then trading for Willie Jackson. And then the big one that has just happened, which is Bradley Chubb has been traded from the Denver Broncos to the Miami Dolphins. More details on everything coming up with that. Chase Edmonds going the other way. We're going to break some of these down. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to have some crazy trades happen whilst we're live on air, which we'll go through. I mean, Adam, we might as well start at the top of this. Roquan Smith, I mean, it was yesterday. That's the first big trade that sort of happened with the ball rolling, I suppose. A huge trade for a what, 25-year-old middle linebacker. Clearly was very upset at the Bears, losing his friends like Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. Um, who else was it? it went? Someone else went and he didn't like it. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Quinn. He didn't to the like Eagles. It, which he didn't like. And now he's gone over to the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, I hate the trade. Dead annoying. 25-year-old middle linebacker who's going to be paired up with Patrick Queen over there. Probably going to cause a load of grief for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Browns and the Steelers going forward in the division. I mean, firstly, how do you see that trade uh, and how business went down there? To me, I think it was, at first, I feel like it's, a, it's an odd trade for the Bears to do. But at the same mm. time... I think when you when you look back at you know further away from it, you you do sort of think to yourself, he is in the prime of his career, but they're going to have to pay him soon, and they're going to have to pay him a lot because he is just that good. I think um, I think he's ranked second or something when it comes to the amount of tackles this season at, at that position, and which which of... actually really is not a good stat. Really, oh, you, I mean, if you're a good you defense, know. you shouldn't be making many tackles. No, but he does it well. So he <laughs> tackles, at least he does it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, but I think I think because of that, you can kind of Chicago's a weird one. I don't quite know what they're playing at at the moment. I feel like they've done everything around the wrong way. They bought in the franchise quarterback and then have set about dismantling that team afterwards, which you normally do before and then sort of rally around the quarterback. So I find that a little bit odd, but I think I think they've they've probably looked at it and they've thought we can't do anything this year. We're not going to do anything for a couple of years, probably. Let's sell off our best assets, which is what they did when they got rid of Mac and Quinn and and now uh, now him as well. And so I yeah I, I just I think that's probably what their logic is. And then in about three years' time, they're probably hoping to be relevant. I do, don't think it's strange, Gareth, that when people do that, like the trade away Mac, the trade away Quinn, the trade away Roquan Smith, they're gaining picks. They're clearly wanting to start again and build. But then just, just half an hour ago, you spend a second round pick 
on Chase Claypool for, uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, my, my opinion will come into a moment with that, but it does seem like this franchise is going any which way about this. It is, but at the same point, you need to you need to look at their wide receiver room. It hmm. is a mess. Like their wide receiver whole wide receiver room before this trade was worth less than was getting paid less than most teams starting wide receiver. Um, they did need a good safe pair of hands um, because then they've got this young quarterback. They've spent a lot of picks and draft capital to, in effect, get, and you kind of need to give him something to work with. And Claypool could be that guy for the Steelers. I think it's a bit of an interesting one because, to be fair, second round picks. To be fair, I think was quite good for them. I think that end of the day, it's it's where they got him in the first place. Um, I know, obviously, you're a bit bitter because there's another player you would have preferred taking in that slot who's having a good season this year. Um, But for them, it literally, I think the Steelers know they're not going to do anything, so they might as well get a bit of draft capital for next year and try and tool up again and only have one year blip as opposed to a Bears length blip or teams of that ilk. Um, I think the problem they have is they keep doing this. They keep doing this over and over again and they expect the same, a different result every time. And we do see time and time again from them, the same outcome. Who, the Bears or the Steelers, sorry? Bears, sorry. Bears, you see it over and over again with the Bears. Yeah. But every, how often have they tried to retool up and pour draft really. capital and yeah. and then they just waste it? And mm. you do. The only team I think worse at drafting than them seems to be the, the Raiders after time with their success or unsuccessful draft picks. Yeah, I don't think there's many teams that ever draft worse than the Raiders, really. In the <laughs> few years. Um, I, from, from my perspective, I think you're you're very right. I've always said I wanted Jalen Hurts over over Chase Claypool. That's why I wanted him in the draft. Now, would we have seen the same success with Jalen Hurts' experience at the Eagles, but at the Steelers? Maybe, maybe so. I think it's the same sort of team in the aspect of good defense. Um, good wide receivers. I don't think the Eagles' offensive line is just way, way better and far superior compared to the Steelers. But for me, like I, I'm, I said, I was immediately as soon as that came through, I was going to put in our group chat. Oh, if it's for a second, completely fine with that trade. That's more than fine by me. And as soon as as soon as I went to type it, it went popped up when Chase Claypool gone for a second, and that's fine for business for me. Steelers have done. <laughs> We may have not done loads of great things over the last few years, but we can draft wide receivers. We're very mm-hmm. good at drafting skill position players, whether it be tight end and Pat Prime of the wide receivers we've got in the lower rounds, like Deontay Johnson. I mean, Antonio Brown wants, uh, Emmanuel Sanders once upon a time, like these guys who who we, we can get from low rounds. We've done it with George Pickens this year, taking him in the second. And mm-hmm. Okay, there's been frustration from his part, and I think he's got a bit of maturing to do and definitely some stepping up to the NFL level to do. But there is some... Yeah, some explosive plays that he has in there and some real, um, really good hands as well. We still kept Deontay Johnson, who's a very good wide receiver. Um, I, I don't mind that at all. I think when we got him, it was big player, big, strong guy, can get down the field, got the speed. I think he's had real flashes of that, but Against never us. really... Against <laughs> us, a prime example. When the couple yeah. of years, when it's first year, was it last year, actually? The four... Touchdown receptions he got against us. Oh, that yeah, yeah, and it, it, but that but that was been my problem with him is he'll have games like that and you're like wow we've got a monster here, but it's never been on a consistent level. No. 
And then again, again, another trade that the Steelers made, which is one that I've been crying out for. But I've said, but I said it during the offseason. I said during the uh, the draft. I said during the middle bit as well. Is is Corden? We've gone and got Willie Jackson, who was very vocal about saying he wanted to leave the Commanders. Adam, um, I think usually when players are vocal, I always think, why would anyone then? draft them because they are going to force themselves out or try and get released. Therefore, you can just pick them up anyway and maybe for cheaper, I suppose. Um, it's not clear. It hasn't come out just yet. I don't believe when I'm just flicking through my phone now, apologies for looking down, what we have traded for him. But uh, do you think we'll see his aspect that some, I guess, especially against, you know, with the game against the Eagles, which was clearly our weakness in that second half? Yeah, it, it was a definite need, wasn't it, for your, for the Steelers? I mean... It, it was ridiculous how, I mean, it, you know, Jalen Hurts would sort of just get the ball on Sunday and it was kind of just like over the top and that was it. It was really, it was, and the throws, even, I mean, they were very good throws, but they were kind of like arcing throws. So it was like, mm. he was making sure it was going over the top and, mm. and them corners just couldn't, couldn't deal with it at all. Um, mm. So I think it is a, a desperate need. When it, I mean, who wants to stay at the Commanders anyway, really? I mean, it, it's like... It, it, it's such a mess. So, <laughs> so it, it. It. you know, it, it, it's one of them, isn't it, where they obviously, like, it's, it's not really a massive shocker. And, they're, you know, they're, they're not going to do anything um, like this season, really. They're in a division where they're not going to... They're certainly not going to win it. Um, so I, I can understand it. The only thing I would say, and this is, I, I get that you've like, you know, traded one away, brought one in. I mean, do you actually, because a lot of, a lot of the time people come out and say that it's not a good sign when you start trading players away, like you become a selling team and all that sort of thing. It's almost like, I mean, does it show a bad sign of what's going on at the Steelers or is it more just the fact that they need to, you know, re you know, move their assets around and that in reality they had too many receivers and not enough corners and that's why it's happened. I think in all honesty, you're right in the sense of if you are moving around too much, then there's clearly something up and you're wanting some... It's just like fantasy football, I suppose. When you're trying to trade all your players and everything like that, it's always like, well, why does he want to trade players? But you sometimes just need that complete change-up. But NFL franchises don't work like that, do they? You know, that's no. not going to, especially mid-season, that's not going to happen. I don't think Steelers are a particular team who are infamous for lots of trades or anything like that. And not, and not, okay, maybe players do sort of come in and out, but it's definitely always been like a bit of a core with the Steelers. I mean, going back to a few years ago, you know, Rufflesberger, Pouncey at centre, Villanueva at left tackle. Um, okay, there was movement with the running back when when um, we brought in Le'Veon Bell and players like and then Antonio Brown. There was movement of them wide receivers, and then you know Cam Hayward. Um, oh, his name's Stefan Tuit, um, Joe Hayden. We you know we had them sort of key pieces in the right places for quite a while, and I think what we what we do is we do make trades that maybe are a bit eyebrow raising, like the Minka Fitzpatrick trade at the time. People thought we gave a bit too much away. Now, okay, again, Eagles game got completely burned. But how many times have we said that Minka's sort of kept us in games? I know TJ Watt has as well, but it's been definitely them two on the defense as well as Cam Haywood. I think I think it is just a case of the Steelers draft wide receivers really well. We don't necessarily. I, I don't think Claypool was necessarily proved to be the player that was expected when we drafted him. 
And clearly, we need corner. And Eagles game highlighted that even more. And and not just Eagles game. The Bills game highlighted it. Most games this season have highlighted it. We can't just rely on Minka to be that blanket coverage guy. And I, I when we got Joe Hayden in all them years ago, I, I was happy. But I was very aware that he's on the back end here. Like... We need the next sort of guys come up. And then we got rid of people like Mike Hilton, which I hated at the time. Got people like, rid of, like Cam Sutton as well. Uh, sorry, um, Steve Nelson, tell a lie. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's just about movement and stuff like this. Um, sorry, I apologise for like, I do put my head down and stuff like that. Notifications come from immediately like I need to yeah, see. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, this, this was just, all it was was Tyreek Hill saying, am I reading this right? <laughs> and and she have to say yes. So clearly, so Dolphins. It, uh, he's a very happy man getting Bradley Chubb over there, which I suppose I suppose Gareth we should then now move on to Bradley Chubb. The uh, official trade for him, if I can just get the right tweet up, is Miami receiving the first round pick, which was San Francisco's. Which at the minute, if I can get the correct page up very quickly, is the I'm not going to get there. Do this quick enough. It's the twentieth pick at the minute. Um, that's going to rise, I think. That's going to yeah, rise. That I, I think they're that going to be two. And then they, they, get, they, sorry, and they also got fourth running back Chase Edmonds, and then the Denver Broncos got um, sorry fourth in twenty twenty four, and then Denver got um, sorry Miami got Bradley Chubb and a twenty twenty five fifth, so an irrelevant pick. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this trade? A player that has been rumored. I mean, Denver be. Tra- Rumoured to be trading everyone. I mean, Jerry Judy, we're going to talk about him maybe later on a little bit. We talked about trades last week, but I think it's still very relevant given it's the deadline day. Um, thoughts on this move for, for the Miami Dolphins? From my point of view, I think it's a fair smart move. I think it, he's, he's a player that is going to come into any team and make them better defensively. Um, obviously, he's a player that I wish that the rumours were we were in for him, but I think you probably find they the pick that they went for with the first being a bit out of Roseman's price range. He likes to give away not firsts where possible. Mm. Um, so I do think smart move to say, as mentioned, I think the running back situation in Denver just get got a little bit more complicated by adding their 98th running back on the books or however many they've got now, as Adam said earlier, um, Miami also know that this year there is a chance to do well that they've demonstrated that as the game that you went to um fred when you went to see them versus the bills they Mm. outplayed the bills for periods um so they know there's a good chance of doing well this year so adding a piece like that can change a team out look at the rams last year adding von miller how much different was that defence when they added Von Miller to that defence? You, you make that... a really good point with that, actually. That is the sort of similar move, in a way, only for a younger Von Miller, I suppose. And ironically, what club he's come from hmm. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, he's, the fact that they've brought a player like that in who can change it, and then it just ma- makes it everything easier for the rest of the D-line. Look how much better. I know, obviously, Aaron Donald was the star last year anyway, but how much better was he when Von Miller was there? But also how much freer was Von Miller when he wasn't getting double teamed because everyone was double teaming Donald. It just basically adding someone like that to your defence just basically makes the rest of your defence a lot, lot better. A really interesting tweet's just come through. Sorry, I'm to interrupt. 
but it, it's just food for thought. The Dolphins got three first rounders back when they traded to the 49ers, so the 49ers could go get Trey Lance. And wow. Miami have traded all three picks. They traded they they traded one pick in the in the package to go get Jalen Waddle. Uh, they sent the twenty the, the, the next in twenty twenty two. They sent it to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill, and then this one they've then sent to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb. But that's via Albert Breer. That t- tweet's just come out. Sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt, Adam. But your thoughts on it? Well, the only thing I was going to say is, do you? I mean, do we feel that it's really going to make the like take them over the top? Because if you're going to make this trade along with the Tyreek Hill trade and and moving up for Waddle, you, I mean, not so much Waddle, but certainly the other two, you feel like this, these are sort of trades that you should be doing, which then means that you're winning the division and, and you're winning, you know, you, this is what you should be doing. And maybe they feel like they have to do this sort of thing. And this is what, you know, they brought all the picks together and it's been done on purpose to try and compete with the Bills. Um, but I just don't see how it gets them because I feel like if you're going to do this sort of thing, you're, you're kind of almost putting yourself into a position where maybe not winning the whole thing outright, but you certainly need to be looking at like an AFC championship game. Don't you? Mm-hmm. If you start doing these sort of things, I mean, it's yeah. like, and I just don't, I don't see it with that team. I, my argument is that, I think Garrett's onto a little bit of something there. Von Miller coming in and freeing up the other guys. Well, Jalen Phillips has played pretty good for the Miami Dolphins. I know sack numbers aren't quite there, but he's looked pretty decent. You bring in someone like Bradley Chubb, who also will mention is on a contract year, and the Dolphins are are, are going to re-sign him and extend him as well from, from what is being reported. You free up Jalen Phillips a little bit more. I think you also bring Bradley Chubb in because you've started this season and the only way you are going to win this division is stopping Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And you are going to need a tandem of very good edge rushers to, to beat him. Now, okay, when you're making these trades, yes, maybe AFC Championship is now the bare minimum when you're bringing in big names like this, mm-hmm. especially you say Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, I, I think, has been their best wide receiver this year. I think Tyreek Hill's been good, but he's been phenomenal. And is this a slow if does feel like a slow movement to that but I, I just think this trade screams we've let's see how we feel about Josh Allen and then um you know this year is he still the real deal and then they've gone oh yeah he, he definitely is and we're gonna have to stop him and that's the only way to win um another <laughs> not that this is a groundbreaking this isn't going to send them to the AFC Championship at all. But the 49ers, it might, it could do it. This could be the piece. <laughs> <laughs> they're trading Jeff Wilson to Miami as well. Um, not a trade that we're going to be covering in as much depth, unfortunately. Um, that was but, the final piece of the jigsaw there. Oh, yes, <laughs> really. Clearly. And um, I, I mean, we can carry on talking about Miami, I suppose. Um, do you think, do you think, obviously, they're, they're going to extend him now? Um, do, what do you see for the future then for Miami, um, Gareth? Because I have said, FC Championship, surely when you're doing these moves is now the bare minimum for you. But mm. clearly on this team, there is still some of them gaps. Do you think this is just a, do you think it's like a Rams situation? We don't, why risk first rounders on talent, on peripheral talent, when we can go out and get true, you know, true blood talent out there and people like Tyree Kill and Bradley Chubb? I do think a bit of that, because I think obviously the Rams showed last year that if you, use your for your picks wisely you can in fact build a superstar team that go on and win it but the problem is as they've proven this year 
repeating that without adding a bit of youth and a bit of energy into the squad doesn't necessarily mm. always work. Mm. Um, I think, obviously, they know that they're in a division that is borderline impossible to win because of how powerful the Bills are. Mm. But when you get to the playoffs, it's a one-on-one shootout. Like, on your day, can you beat the Bills? And they can say, this season, yes. Because mm. at the moment, there is a, what, there's one loss on that Bills record. It was that against Miami. And now they've mm. added Chubb to make them stronger. My concern is long-term is, is, is Tua, but for different reasons than the beginning of the season. Mm. The beginning of the season was, is Tua the guy? Now it's more, can Tua survive long-term in the league? the way he has been in relation to some of the head injuries he's had this year. Um, so you do wonder whether long-term they probably could have done with a bit more draft capital for if they need a quarterback of the future. Um, if Tua doesn't pan out from a health perspective instead of from a ability perspective, which I know was a worry at the beginning of the year. Um, but... For me, it's a case of they're trying to get themselves into that playoffs, and when you're in the playoffs, it is literally. I'm, re- I'm really down. sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Gav. Another trade has just come through for a player who has even played this year. Trade trade shocker by Ian Rapport. The Falcons are trading wide receiver Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Sources say in exchange for a complex draft compensation but could be worth a maximum of a 2023rd fifth rounder and a 2024 second rounder. Ridley is suspended through at least the 2022 season. Hmm. Well, Maybe that's going to make them four. better this year, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, I mean, I wouldn't know because I, was, I wasn't there. I'm sure Freddie can tell us how, uh, how good the Jags really were on Sunday. But, I, uh, I was I was literally before, sorry, when Gareth was going to finish, I was literally saying, let's flip the script and talk about Denver because you talked about Pittsburgh feeling like a selling team. Denver feels like a selling team because of all the yeah. rumours of players going here, there and everywhere for them. Now, we will talk about Denver and I suppose Jacksonville with this a little bit, I suppose, because it's not a trade that's going to impact this year. Quite honestly, in London games, the Jacksonville Jaguars outplayed the Broncos mm. for huge portions of the game. I don't know how much that came across on the television. It did. But because because I spoke to people at the game when we were there and they said on the television that it looked that the game was very different for the Giants Packers game. And I said, well, in the stadium, this is what it was like. And we had very different views on it and how the television was presenting it to how it was in real life. In real life, Denver were not good. They did not mm. deserve the win. Flags killed them. They could not keep their discipline on defense, and and Russ did not look good. He made what it, that bomb he threw to KJ Hamler was incredible. But mm. all we said after he threw that bomb was, how can he make them plays? And yet the rest of the plays he has not been able to make today. He looked really poor, which is a shame because I I love him. Um, there was one. There was one play he made where I don't know who he was thrown to. He literally threw it down the middle, but there's not a player within twenty yards of anyone where the ball landed. I'm like. Who was he officially aiming for here? <laughs> like, there was just no one within the field of... There was no one within that part of the field. I, I mean, what one thing that was being said about the Jags is they need a true number one. And Christian Kirk is not quite that. Is Calvin Ridley that? Okay, I would argue, yeah. 
I would argue any of the Falcons, he felt like a true one and was good enough for that true one spot. He outperformed. I know Julio was on the decline in Atlanta, but he was outperforming Julio tenfold at times in that season. Um, I I mean, if you're looking to the future and you're building, this this is a really sensible trade in my book. Um, it's just depending on what happens with Calvin Ridley moving forward, you know? The thing is with him, because to be fair, if he hadn't have been suspended, he probably would put wearing an Eagles jersey this year and we wouldn't have had hmm. AJ Brown. Because that was what all of it the preseason was. It was Eagles are gonna take Ridley. Um, we are gonna take him for probably a second, is what you were hearing a lot of. And then he was banned, and then we all now know what the rest of that is. Hmm. Um so he is a very, very good wide receiver. Um, it's a, it, it's a bit of an interesting one to make it now when he's not allowed to play this year. It's like we're just going to have this guy and just leave him there for a bit. Um, I would, I would say the argument. It's not strange. You've, you, you're paying me. It's cheaper if he comes around to next, next off season and he's cleared, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, the package could have been bigger for him. Really, mm-hmm. if anything. But I think that the, my main problem with the Jags is Lawrence doesn't look like he's able to win a game. Like when the ball's on, when the game's on the line, they've they've lost. Is it like ten games in a row now within one score? Mm. And how many times is it the last possession is the Jags? Mm. Like yeah. the weekend, the last possession was the Jags. See, fair. And then every week they seem to have the last possession. And it's in Lawrence's hands. It's on him to win it. And it just doesn't happen. And that's my argue- concern with him. It just seems to be when the when the pressure is on the line, he just doesn't live up. On, on the flip side of this conversation, Adam, um, Denver feels a bit problematic here. They're trading away Chubb. Massive rumours about trading away um, uh, Jerry Judy as well. Uh, I, I mean, you've lost... You lose Judy and you lose Chubb in the, in this you know in this is that that's quite a lot of move that's that's two of your big time players. I mean, you're shifting Judy uh, sorry Chubb off. You're not having to pay him the big contract, which he's probably going to be the one. Even though he has had an injury history, he is a top defensive end on his day, but his day just hasn't come around very often, unfortunately. Fran- yes, they won at the weekend, but in, in messy fashion in my in my book. Um, Outside, I'd like to move this conversation away from just Wilson being bad, because it, mm. it, it's there's more going on here. It feels like. Yeah, I, I think there is. I think um, certainly the, the coaching hasn't been fantastic. I think there's been a, a lot of um, question marks over Nathaniel Hackett. I think that's that's been something that has been pretty pretty fair. And you know, I mean, you, you see that. When he was in Green Bay, he didn't. He wasn't the play caller on the offense. It was Lafleur that was that was doing all of that. So, I mean that that's why it is a bit difficult. I mean the the one thing that you know of everything that's going on at Green Bay at the moment that, that a lot of the time people are coming out and saying who's the guy who's sort of jeering everyone up and getting everyone going, and that's something that seems to be missing. And the reason that that's missing is because apparently Nathaniel Hackett was the guy who was doing that. And he was the big voice in the room that would get everyone pumped up and ready to go. And he was more of that than he was, uh, a, you know, analytical, very technical coaching and stuff like that. So I think you, you can't blame it all on Wilson. It, it's 
you know, and, and he's come into a new team. So that's that's difficult as well because of that, despite the fact that he's a top quality quarterback and has been for many years, it, it's still tough to come into a new place. So th- there's lots of things going on there. The, the fact that they've, they've traded away Chubb, there's talk about Judy, it's not overly shocking. I mean, you've got new owners there. Um, now you've got the guys who own Walmart who are, you know, used to being quite successful at what they do and don't, <laughs> you know, don't mess about. So it wouldn't surprise me if Hackett's gone by the end of this season. It doesn't surprise me that they're sort of clearing house a little bit. They can't clear Russell Wilson just purely because there's so much money attached to him. But yeah, I think this is what you're you're seeing. You're seeing a team that you know, the rumour was that if they lost on Sunday and they went two and six, then they were going to basically, you know, fire sale, get rid of anyone they can and go for the future. It kind of looks like they're sort of doing that anyway, despite the fact they won. So I, I think that they probably see that there's problems there and it kind of needs a bit of a fresh look and that's what they're going to do. But at the same time, Russell Wilson has not been good and that's it's kind of all sort of come together as a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare for them and uh, mm. I don't I don't see it changing certainly not this season anyway the the Jags trade actually from the looks of it is Jags getting right uh Calvin Ridley the Falcons get a 2023 fifth rounder and a conditional 2024 fourth round that could rise on these conditions so actually right it not being a second that's quite oh. cheap I think that's really good business by the Jags. Yeah. That's really astute. Um, Sam, Samantha, Sam, our friend from across the pond, a massive Jags fan. I will be appearing on uh, one of her podcasts this evening um, later on. She'll be good fun. She's was very upset with the Jacksonville Jaguars losing to the Walmart franchise, apparently, which is what Denver are known as over in the American side of the pond. And uh, she says, yes, they lost to the, they lost to the Jags, but there's, there's, they beat the Jags, sorry, and there's no real feat there in, in well, I've learned a few things from her. Apparently, the Titans are the mayonnaise franchise. Like, like I don't know why that is. Um, the the owner, Mister Hellman. Like, possibly, but like, like because she was talking about she was making some something. She said, I, "I need to improve this person." She went, "You need to tighten up," and like basically means put mayonnaise in it. Uh, <laughs> oh. Wow, um, sharing things from our friends over the road there. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say there was a lot of chatter and a lot of uh, a lot of um, rumor echoing about but if the Broncos had lost that game, but it, it, within hours, Hackett would have been gone. There was a lot of people mm. saying that. Um, in terms of people out on the block, so to speak, rumors. Um, Gareth, I'll start with you because there was one play you said before we started kicking off here that you'd heard was on the back. Line, so that's Josh Allen, not of the Buffalo mm. Bills, but Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars, edge rusher. And uh, you said you would be very interested in the Eagles. I mean, do, do you see him moving from, from the Jags? I, I, don't, I, I don't, but... I don't necessarily see him moving, mainly because of the fact that, I'll be honest, I think the, the fan base there might riot if he did. Um, because they're quite a passionate fan base over there, and they literally do like him a lot. Um, I would like to see him, I'll be honest, like because I still think we would be potentially in a market for a player like that. Um, Cause we were rumored to be after Chubb, even though we'd made the Quinn trade anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think you can ever rule out anything with 
Howie Roseman. I think he's one of these people who will go, who will pull something out of the bag and be like, I won't, didn't see that coming. Um, so he's a player I would like to see. Do I see it happening? Do I see him moving? Both of those things, no. Personally. Um, the, the Ridley one, actually, there's more information coming through, is that it stays a four if Calvin Ridley is on the roster. It goes to a third if Ridley reaches certain incentives and it becomes a second if the Jaguars sign Ridley to a contract extension. So, like, what if they re-sign him but he doesn't reach the incentives? They do better. Like, does that uh, skip a beat? Sorry? Does it just skip? Does it just go bang, bang, go back up? Yeah, to the second, skip. Or? It's, it's going to be a second then, isn't it? More than likely it's going to reach. Realistically, then they're, they're not going to trade for him now and then mm. not... Re- I mean, I, I don't know how long the contract is, but the chances are they're probably going to re-sign him. Because mm. otherwise, um, why would you trade for him in the first place? So, that's, per, that's per Adam Schefter. Also as well, I guarantee you it is way warmer betting in Florida than it is in Georgia. So we'll have fun in the sun. Checking out all the bets that Adam Martin puts out every weekend that you can catch because it will win you some money for sure. Make sure you check out all the bet builders that Adam puts on. I heard a rumour that out of like eight weeks, you've had five weeks of winners. Is that true? There, that there has been that rumour put around. So it may be because it's true. Is it true? So Maybe. listen to you wins your money over 50. He, over. he owes me for Crawley Town in, in a different sport. <laughs> Costing me money me. the weekend. Yeah, you chose to do that, so don't come at me on that one. I bet, to be fair, I did bet, bet for them to lose and they selfishly equalised <laughs> um, and cost me money the weekend. So I'm just, I will be following Adam on the next one, but, you know, expect a return. Just, just saying. Adam, this is an NFL podcast. Stop talking about that that <laughs> soccer stuff. Um, there are certain other players that are also rumoured to be traded. I mean, Adam, one of them is Kareem Hunt, who's been quite vocal about wanting to get him himself out of the Cleveland Browns. Most years, it feels like him and Chubb have a quite a shared-ish role, whereas this year it really feels like Chubb has gone like, no, I'm. I'm the guy here. And Hunt has still played well, don't get me wrong. And I think he's done he's done well for him still. But like, do, do you think there has been a real shift there? And what teams do you think should maybe be in on Kareem? Yeah, I, th- I think there probably has been a little bit of a shift. It, like you say, it did feel a little bit even. Um, Chubb has shot. I mean, Chubb's been amazing this year. He's really shown mm-hmm. how how good he really is. And so, you know, you can you can understand why they've done what they've done. Um and also, you can understand why the Browns might be interested in trading him because obviously Hunt is is worth something. People will will want him. Um, as for teams that, uh, I think the rumor was there was Jacksonville was a rumor. I, I suppose because James Robinson is no longer right. there, so they need someone. But if, if that feels like um, quite a long shot, because hmm. to me. You know, you've you've got ETN there. I, I don't mm. quite know why you would go for... I don't know, maybe you would go for two that were, were that strong, but it, it feels like it would be a battle for who's first, whereas for, I feel like Trevor Lawrence would want it to be ETN. Um, the Rams, obviously. Rams are always up for a trade. They're always trying to find someone. Um, Henderson missed the game, didn't he, on Sunday? I don't know if he was ill or injured or what it was, but he missed the game. Uh, they had uh, Rivers out there who, to be honest, I don't really know that much about. They 
desperately needs someone with you know Cam Akers just not not being involved at all now. Um, mm. So I, I think that's that's definitely one uh, one team. Another team was the Bills. They were talking about the Bills to be rumoured to go for Kareem Hunt. They've got Devin Singletree, but the rest of it after. I mean, they got James Cook though, who who kind of you know on Sunday night showed a little bit. So he's he's not awful, but I think if you're going, you know, you've got a team like that, you're basically all in every year for the next few years anyway. So why not really go for it? Um, so I think they're the three teams that are probably looking for a running back who are, you know, capable of, of being a playoff. Well, not not so much Jacksonville, but the others as playoff teams. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the three, really, for, for Hunt. But um, whether he goes, I, I don't know, because uh, there's not long left. So. <laughs> well, I've just I've just been flicking through Twitter, just seeing if there's anyone out there who's got other opinions on where people may go. And I came up from a tweet, but admittedly it was 15 hours. It's 15 hours old, admittedly, but it's quite relevant. And that's a tweet from Cam Akers saying, "I miss football." So is that a bit of a silent <laughs> putting himself out yeah. there to try and get away? Do you think there's much of a market for someone like Cam Akers, Gareth, when Kareem Hunt is? Uh, well, I was mentioned it by I, I thought when initially. Like when you sometimes see these running backs who literally will fall out with a team they win and move on to somewhere else and it will just click for them eventually. I consider like Fournette to be an example of that. Okay, it didn't click straight away for him at Tampa, but when it did, he became a bit of a touchdown machine for them. Um, so there's you do wonder whether he ever fully recovered from that injury because it was a horrific injury he had. The likes of the Bills, I think, would be a smart choice again, just because I say they do need a running back and they'd get him fairly cheaply. Um, So I do think that he's a player that would fit there, I think, and hopefully, not just because I've got him in a fantasy league, but because he, I think that he's a player that probably needs a change of scenery and start again. Um, And to go to a team like that, it's hard not to do well at a team that's that good at the moment. One player we've not actually talked about and to move away from what, what we were on is, is, is TJ Hawkinson, the tight end going from mm. Detroit Lions to the Minnesota Vikings. A deal that, talk about losing players who are good for your team. I mean, Hawkinson has not been great for the Lions this year, but arguably Lions have not been so great this year. But a, 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 a real focal point for mm. that team, considering he's a big body wide receiver, can block as well. On his day, can be one of the top tight ends in the league. I mean, they, they, I think Vikings have sort of done it because Irv Smith Jr. is going to be missing a lot of time. Um, would argue the Vikings don't really need receiving threats as such, given that Adam Phelan's still pretty good. Justin Jefferson's incredible. Dalvin Cook can can easily catch the ball. Matheson as well. Um, I'm not overly sure what they traded for him in the end. I didn't uh, see. I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I I think it it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because of Irv Smith going out injured. I, I think that Smith. I are again. Yeah, I I think unfortunately, a lot of people were excited about Smith when he came into the league, and it it just hasn't really worked out. He seems to just pick up injuries. He's just one of them guys who who does seem to pick up injuries all the time, and so I I can understand why they've gone for it. I can understand why the Lions have you know sort of taken it as well and, and taken the, the trade for him because they have got some you know decent draft capital out of it I think the Lions they're not 
they're probably not quite where they hope to be mm. at this point. I think there was a lot of optimism coming into the season. It hasn't quite worked out, especially on the defensive side. They, they've struggled uh, massively with that. And I think that they're probably, they were, pro- I, I personally think they were thinking they were two or three years away. Like what they needed was the quarterback and then they'd be set to go. And I don't think that, I think they could get a quarterback, but there's still so many holes on that defense that that's the problem. Mm. It turns out so they so the Vikings got TJ Hawkinson 2023rd free sorry 2023 fourth round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick which I don't know whether that conditional one will move up as well. Lions get a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. So pretty decent business there, Gareth. I mean, I, I I think that for a tight end that's pretty decent business. I just don't know whether you should be trading too many of your stars when you but not, also not, within uh, same division as well. That's just. Mm. Like you're literally going, I want, I'm going to trade you and you're going to play me twice a year. Like, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you scoring a touchdown against my defence that we've just said is not great. Um, but as you say, you mentioned about the hype about them beginning the season. Isn't that fairly standard for any team that ends up on hard knocks, though? Isn't there always a bit of like, oh, this team could be better than what we think they are this year? Yeah. Um, but And I think there's some players that... Did at the beginning of the season look quite good, like Rodrigo or Rodriguez, as his mm-hmm. proper name. Um, they just haven't, as a whole defensive unit, found a way to stop anyone marching down the field on them. Um, which was evident from the first when they played us at the beginning of the season. We just carried on marching down the field, but we kept letting them do the same. Um, but the problem is now they're not marching down the field that end anywhere near as often. And they're still letting teams go that way on them, so it's not great for them. But don't worry, do don't like worry. They've, they've got the Packers on Sunday, so that'll give them, you know, oh, that's good confidence boost. Yeah, yeah, we're half them out. Just to Aaron Rodgers try and throw the ball fifty yards downfield constantly. <laughs> right, just to uh, oh wait one second. Oh, oh, not an interesting news. Not an interesting one. Broncos are trading for the Jets pass rusher Jacob Martin, um, given a fourth round pick in 2024 in exchange for 2024 um, fifth round pick. So not terribly interested. Sorry, Jacob Martin, you're going to, going to get your own section on the show, unfortunately. Just to quickly finish, quick fire on the just a couple of rumors I've seen popped up. Not sure how old some of these are. Uh, and it's three NFL teams have reached out to the Jags on Josh Allen, the Chiefs, the Jets, and Dolphins. Do you think he'll go to any of them? The Dolphins, let's face it, are out of it now. Jets or Chiefs yeah. going to be in on them, do you think? No. I don't personally no. think so. I can't see him going. I think it'd be very expensive. Uh, second one I've just seen, this is from a while ago. Uh, per sources, the LA Rams and Chicago Bears have made preliminary contact regarding a trade that would send running back David Montgomery to LA in return for Cam Akers in a mid-round pick. While nothing is imminent, this is a trade that could develop rapidly. True or false? Were you joking about him being traded win? last night? <laughs> Take him. The, the Rams don't want to win. They're going to go for David Montgomery. Okay, fair I said you were joking about him being traded last night, weren't you? I remember you literally uh, in the group. Yeah, yeah. I think Andrew was saying something. It was about Andrew? Because An- Andrew likes him. Andrew thinks he's all right. I, I just, oh, no. And lastly, to close it out, which again involves the Rams. Apparently, the Rams have offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns per PFF. That, that got turned down. 
Did they get turned down? Did it? Yeah, wow. they they off. Apparently, they offered two first round picks for Brian Burns. This was, um, I think, this was a few days ago. They offered that. Mm, and, really? That uh, was it got... only five hours ago, apparently. But that would be uh, okay. That would be twenty twenty four picks, wouldn't it? Because they haven't got a pick in twenty twenty three. I'm looking down the list just now. Isn't it twenty four and twenty five? Well, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd, be it'd have to be one then. then. Yeah, because yeah. their first pick this year is currently the forty-sixth pick in the second. So it, with the Detroit it, Lions, to do their that first round would pick. be that would be mental to do that. Yeah, because it wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Because the problem is, is your team is getting older. Hmm. You know, they're gonna have to bring in players eventually. You you can't. It's all well and good doing this and and sort of like going out and spending big and and bringing the players in, but eventually you're gonna lose Aaron Donald, you're gonna lose Cooper Cup. Um, who else is? Uh, Tyler Higby is getting older. Matthew Stafford isn't that young. They're you know, line. They're all line. Yeah, the, the these guys are gonna get older, and when they do get older, it's just not gonna. Like, who are you gonna put in? It's it's a weird logic. I kind of get it if you want to win now, but it's just not. It's not going to happen. I don't think they're continually really... doing it. Yeah, it's exactly. okay doing it for you one or one year, but like it's the fact that every single year they're like, we don't want a first. Like we just don't. We just can't be bothered turning up on day one. What's, what's like... worse as well is their first at the minute is the fourteenth pick. So at the minute, the Lions would have the first and the fourteenth. Not bad at all, really, is it? No, that, I mean, that I, I think they'll, they'll probably go quarterback. I think that would make sense for them. They, I think they probably need a quarterback and, and some, you know, someone who can actually become the, the face of the franchise and, and really be a, you know, big quarterback. I think that's a massive thing for them. And then, yeah, I, I think that's what they, they need to do. I mean, it would be pretty fantastic to see the Philadelphia Eagles have the top a top five pick and the last pick in the draft if they won the Super Bowl. That would be pretty a pretty epic swing, wouldn't it? There we go. If you'd be getting two premium players, um, go, go on. You look like you're about to comment upon that. Ah, uh, it's just it, I'll be honest. That's when there was all the rumors of Kamara going. At one point, we were at, apparently after him. I was like, trade Kamara because like he's literally one of the only players that that does a lot. I know Taysom Hill comes on and does what should be a throw and play but runs it instead every time he gets it and I don't know why teams keep falling for that still um, but like if he goes from there I'm like that's going to be a top five pick easy um, but then they're on about trying to trade for a first for a 27 year old running back who oh. you know my thoughts on that they literally running backs don't often make it past 30 so yeah. that's a lot for bearing in mind particularly when, C- when CMC went for didn't go for a first. I know he went for a second, third, and fourth. But still, if you're not getting that for a better player, um, the only thing, oh. reason why I'd potentially say, okay, Kamara's a bit more resilient, um, whereas CMC has a tendency to be injured every, every other week. Kamara's been fairly injured the last few years. He's, been, he's missed plenty of time in the last few years. Um, on that note... The world's now gone quiet. I'm sure we're going to come off of this and there's going to be another explosion of trades. Go on quickly, Adam. i just quickly say, the Packers will do nothing. <laughs> they will do nothing. No one out? I, ex- I expect nothing in. 
I expect nothing out and I expect nothing to change. <laughs> See, as an Eagles fan, I'm always curious. I just sit here going, what are you doing, Howie? We know there's something <laughs> ruined yeah. somewhere. And if somebody's trading, I'm like, where's that trade come from? I've traded on my fourth for their starter. What? How's that <laughs> happened? Um, it's, it's, it's how he seems to work. He's either brilliant or horrific when he does it. Um, but the last couple of years, I can safely say he's been fairly brilliant at it. Um, well, so I expect our, our guy, I've just our seen guy. the best tweet ever. <laughs> Trade target still available for the Packers: Devonte Adams, Marquez Valdez, Scantlin, and EQ Saint Brown. Come on, <laughs> just tra- just get them back. Come back, come back. We'll take me. anyone back. <laughs> On that, we won't note, do anything. There's no, there's no point. There's no point us doing anything. It w- it won't fix the holes. It's a waste of time. I thank Tyler Brooke for that tweet. On that note, thank you very much all for joining us this evening. Um, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Gareth. Make sure you check out our podcast, like and subscribe. If you want any written NFL articles, make sure you check out Off Grid NFL, ran by a good friend, Johnny. Lots of brilliant articles over there, some trade articles as well, as well, which I've read today. Until then, though, enjoy your week. Hope you've got a fair few more hours of some good fun trading happening. Until then, have a good rest of your week. Thank you. <laughs>